Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast. August 14th edition. Got a little bonus episode for you guys today. I wish I would have done this Friday, but unfortunately, uh, some things got in the way. Had some scheduling conflicts. Luckily, the the incredible team we have here at Fightful.com kept things up and going uh, in my absence. My brief absence. Um, so, lots of news to get into. Big TNA news. Big uh, New Japan news as well. Lots of UFC news. We have a great main event set for uh, UFC Fight Night Portland, I believe it is. So we'll get right into that. Uh, visit DraftBeast.com, our wonderful sponsor. Also, go to our podcast page. Click that on it link. It really supports the show. Helps keep it free. A little Fightful.com news as well. We got tons of exclusives up, guys. We have that Chael Sonnen interview from last week. The audio is still up exclusively for members. You can go to Fightful.com, register for free as a member. It will never cost you a dime. No credit card, anything of that nature. You'll also get early access to our Vince Russo podcast. You'll be able to see uh, our the, the incredible columns Vince does for us, as well as Showdown Joe 2009 World MMA Awards, uh, Journalist of the Year nominee Showdown Joe. Getting him was Quite a coup for us. Also, you get Brandon Howard's exclusive financial analysis. When we brought this guy on, I thought it was very important. There were several people I thought were very important. Vince, Joe, I thought that having the Shake Them Ropes guys was very important. Alex Pawlowski doing uh, all that, that that fantastic underrated recapping he does. Also, we, we've been lucky to find real gems, un, uncovered gems on our writing team that – that you know have broken out like Carlos Toro and the awesome coverage he does across three sports. Brandon Howard was one of those guys. He was not an uncovered gem. This was a guy that people knew provided outstanding analysis, and he has a great story up, a great analysis up about Roman Reigns' house shows versus Dean Ambrose' house shows and how they draw. That is under our wrestling exclusive section. Uh, you'll get a ton of our stories absolutely free. Never, like I said, never cost you a dime to uh, sign up for Fightful.com. Also, we're overhauling our forums. Uh, we've, we've had some people that use them and say that they wanted them to be a little more streamlined, a little quicker. Oh, we're doing that. Wait till you see what we roll out, hopefully this week. So lots of stuff there at Fightful.com. Of course, uh, subscribe to our YouTube page. Leave a thumbs up on the video. Guys, the TNA changes. Heard a lot of good stuff about it from backstage people. I immediately, as soon as I heard this, and you know, I can't name names, but I did was contact people in TNA. And the first question I asked was, is this a work or is it legit? Every single person got back to me and said, this is legit. So, and, and then when I would pry a little bit, they said, this is a move that people backstage really, really liked. As you saw, I had an exclusive report up on fightful.com. Moments after it happened, apparently TNA had a press release ready to go after the meeting with the talent because 
uh, several of the people I spoke to were like, it's already out. Yeah, it was, TNA had, had it ready to go. They have had financial issues recently. There were a couple of people that were paid late, and it was rectified uh, very quickly from what I understand. But this was a move that, that needed to happen. This is a move that's needed to happen for a very long time. Dixie Carter, for as kind of a person as she is, is not fit to run a wrestling company. And maybe not a company in general. I don't know. I don't know her business acumen as it relates to other things. But is not fit for this. I don't know if Billy Corgan is either. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. But it is a step up from Dixie Carter. And the, the issues with TNA haven't necessarily been on the screen. It's been the management. Uh, with this move, Billy Corgan will be taking over day-to-day operations of TNA, which is almost mind-boggling to think, considering that you know he's got a successful band. I don't know how often they tour. I don't know anything like that. We do have somebody in the comments saying, as long as Dixie is an active part of TNA, it will not succeed. There's always that possibility that she, much like Vince McMahon, and she is in that chairman role, the same one that Vince McMahon is in, could nix stuff. And, you know, it's... Mm. It would. It, it it depends. I like it. The people that I talk to, all of them like it, except for one person, who that person I know has Dixie to thank for their job, and may not be that sure of their position after this. But like I said, I can't go into naming names and all that stuff. But Dixie isn't like a disliked person. It's just they know that her her business acumen when it comes to pro wrestling, not there. I thought TNA would have been in a much better place two years ago when Toby Keith and Jeff Jarrett tried to buy the company. Because in my opinion, when Jeff Jarrett books wrestling and he can't book himself on top, I think he does a pretty good job. I think he does good. And I think that Toby Keith, who is a very smart person financially, he knows his wrestling too, not to the degree that Jeff Jarrett does. But I guess we'll see how that works out. Um, everybody I talked to, like I said, except for one, and I talked to a lot of people about this situation, they like the move. And, and the person who said that, they didn't necessarily dislike the move. It's just, you know, they were a big fan of Dixie Carter because of what she had done for them personally. So so that's that's big news. That's good. Uh, also, this week, TNA had Damian Sandow show up as Aaron Rex. I had a lot of people mixed feelings about his promo. Uh, he did come in and cut the I didn't get my chance promo, and that is really worn out. But he has a legitimate gripe. He has a justified reason to cut that promo. There is nothing that that guy could have done to get over in WWE because they wouldn't let him. I mean, he did get over. I should I should say that. He did get over. But there, <laughs> that shows sometimes in WWE, it doesn't matter what you do, you are slotted a certain way. Interesting that they put him in this world title. Like, they had him come out and look at Bobby Lashley and stuff. Meanwhile, EC3 already has that title shot, although he may be defending it against Drew Galloway. I like the way TNA's going. I hope they add some more to their X division. They need that. I know Shane Helms has been pushing for that. Um, Shane Helms, who, as we exclusively reported this week also, not at those TNA tapings. He asked for time off to uh, go on a tour, an armed forces tour overseas, Kuwait, uh, and a few other places, so good for him, and good for TNA for allowing him to go do that. I know that that's a very important thing to Shane, so much respect for him uh, going over there and doing that, but this Cruiserweight Classic, 
this is somewhere where TNA can really benefit as well. There are going to be people who look impressive out of this cruiserweight classic that WWE is doing that don't get signed by WWE. Oh, and we'll talk about that cruiserweight classic soon too. Um, but yeah, TNA could pick some of those people up. Like if a Jack Gallagher or somebody doesn't get picked up by WWE, oh, TNA better pick him up. This is not TNA going backwards or sideways. This is not a step backwards. This is a step forward. This year, they have picked up Moose, Aaron Rex, Mike Bennett, and Maria. Now, you may look at that and say, well, that's not a lot, but that's a lot more than I would have expected. They're going for it. Now, there, there are a few of these guys who can't necessarily do things that they don't offer a lot different than what TNA had, but I'm optimistic about TNA's future for right now. I, I really, really want them to succeed. There are some good, good people over in TNA, and I, I want them to do well. It, you know, their, their ratings not that great right now. They they haven't dipped below three hundred thousand since going to Thursdays. That's something that happened a lot on Tuesdays on Pop TV. And they're facing the Olympics. The Olympics are a TV viewership juggernaut. So hopefully this this hopefully some good things happen for TNA. Cody Rhodes, Ryback, both still out there. I could see, as somebody mentioned, you get Sandow, Ryback, Cody Rhodes over there as like disgruntled ex-WWE guys. I could see that those are three guys who can get it done. You know, you'll always hear people because of the CM Punk interview act like Ryback can't work. Hey, I've seen Ryback at live events. He can work. The guy can work. Ain't always the safest worker, but he can work. Also, I want to talk about this TNA Grand Championship. Turn it off if you don't want spoilers, guys, because there are some spoilers here. TNA retired the King of the Mountain Championship, formerly known as the TV Championship, the Global Championship, the Legends Championship. Fun fact, Eric Young held every incarnation of that title. And they have instituted the TNA Grand Championship. This also met with mixed reviews. And I'll tell you who, who really seemed to like it. My, fan, my friends of... Uh, Shoot-style wrestling, the UWFI, and I have a lot of those friends because that's where a lot of the people that, that, that I know their background came from. They love it. There are a lot of traditional wrestling fans who don't love it. Um, let, me, let me pull up the rule set. Our, our own Carlos Toro did a great story on it yesterday. Uh, I think the title looks – I'll have to get a better look at this championship to really see what's going on with it. But um, – I don't think it's a bad idea, and I'll tell you why I don't think it's a bad idea. People aren't going to stop watching the show because of this title, at least that I know of. It appears as if it'll have MMA-style rules with judges, um, three timed rounds, and if it goes the distance, it'll be, you know, it'll be awarded via decision. I'm okay with that because I don't think that people will stop watching because of it. Maybe they will. If that happens, you got to can it. It's, there's nothing wrong with, with shit canning a bad idea. But some people might be interested. I've had people uh, – my own tag team partner, Jay Grooms, he's, he's my catch wrestling coach. I, I've worked with him against him on little indie shows, things like that. He doesn't watch a lot of wrestling these days. But he was like, well, this is something that TNA's done to interest me. He is an MMA fan a casual wrestling fan, and this got his attention. So at least in that regard, it caught one set of eyeballs. If it catches one set of eyeballs, I'm inclined to think that it will catch more eyeballs. I don't know, though. 
uh, hey, good for them for going going out and trying something a little bit different. I don't know if they have the roster to make this work. There are people that can make this ro- that make this work. You know, if you bring in Timothy Thatcher for one night, uh, that, that guy will help you. Will help whoever's doing it make it work. Matt Riddle, sure. There are people who can make this work. I just don't know if they can get them. Somebody said Sean turning into a bona fide TNA shell trying to defend this grand championship. Uh, no, I'm not trying to defend it. I haven't seen it in action. I'm saying that I'm not going to say it's a bad idea until I see it in action. Uh, if I see it in action and they do it really, really badly, uh, then it's a bad idea. But until now, I'm not I'm not going to shit on something that I haven't seen go yet. Um, it could be either really bad or it could be it could be pretty good. So I don't know. I, I'm open to seeing how it works. New Japan G1 Climax. I didn't get to catch a lot of the uh, tournament leading up to this because, you know, Fightful.com, 24-hour-a-day job, basically. There's a lot of work that goes with it. But I did get to see Kenny Omega last night defeat Hiroki Goto. Crowning achievement for that guy. The crowd was behind Kenny Omega. This was void of traditional wrestling psychology. Like, Kenny Omega had his leg work over a lot, and... You know, was still doing moonsaults and stuff. I have been a guy who has said, you know, traditional wrestling psychology, I don't necessarily like. I wish he wasn't doing moonsaults. I don't care if he sells it as much because in a real fight, you wouldn't want to sell something like that. But in a real fight, if your leg got worked over, you probably couldn't do a moonsault. That aspect I didn't really like, but I, I love the story of this match. It turned into very much a an American wrestling match it wasn't necessarily that japanese style it was more of an american style which is kind of one of kenny omega's gimmicks is that he's bringing that over they busted out every every big move every finish they could i really liked like the little story within a story that kenny omega was trying to put away hiroki goto so much that he busted out kota ibushi's finishes he busted out aj styles finish finn balor's finish but in the end it was Kenny Omega's own finish that got the job done. And as somebody pointed out on Twitter, I believe Tetsuya Naito still has his title shot from New Japan Cup. So that's going to be really interesting to see if we could get Kenny Omega versus Tetsuya Naito headlining Wrestle Kingdom next year. That would be that would be something very fun. That two two of the hottest talents on that roster right now going at it. Somebody asked, where's my patriotic shirt and banner? I, th- I just threw this podcast together last minute, you guys. I wanted to do this Friday or maybe yesterday, but I didn't have a lot of time. Somebody says, Russo was mocking New Japan. Sean, your thoughts on that? I think Russo was mocking himself. He did a show where he provided G1 results, and he couldn't pronounce any of the names. I'll tell you what, before I started to cover New Japan a couple years ago, I was probably just as bad about pronouncing names as anybody. Sometimes I still am. But, yeah, I think he was more parroting himself. Vince has went on record saying that he likes the in-ring work that New Japan does. He, he really likes it. So, Also, he's a, Vince Russo, big fan of Will Ospreay, if you all believe that or not. Huge fan of Will Ospreay, actually. Um, he, he might might be – somebody says that was an odd-ass video from Russo. I might embed it on, on Fightful.com. I thought it was kind of funny. But – I like New Japan. I love New Japan. Also, Ring of Honor has a pay-per-view coming up this Friday, guys. Death Before Dishonor, our own uh, 
Ryan Cook is going to be covering that. He does all of our Ring of Honor coverage. Really hoping to catch that live. That is the same, you know, that's right after the McGregor Diaz weigh ins. So that huge weekend here at Fightful.com. We have viewing parties for all this stuff. Uh, Ring of Honor, Death for Dishonor. Let people know. We have the discuss forums or whatever, whatever they're called, discuss, discuss. Come there, talk about the shows. This weekend alone, we have Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor Friday. We have NXT TakeOver Back to Brooklyn Saturday. We have UFC 202 Saturday. We have, uh, I believe, Alex Palowski. I, I think it's Alex or Ryan that cover NXT. I can't even keep my own staff straight. Um, they'll be covering that. Carlos Toro covering UFC 202. Right after that, right after UFC 202, myself and Showdown Joe Ferraro will be bringing you a Fightful.com podcast live. It's going to be a super-sized edition of that podcast, guys. Like 45 to 50 minutes on UFC 202. Then after that, Alex Pawlowski is going to get on there with me. We're going to talk about NXT TakeOver back to Brooklyn. So it won't be right after NXT TakeOver. It'll be right after UFC 202. Then, of course, Saturday night, SummerSlam. That's going to be fire. I have a feeling that show is going to be really good because not only will WWE have to follow up their own NXT show, they're going to have to follow up UFC 202, maybe even Ring of Honor. I doubt that's on a lot of people's radar, unfortunately, right now. But that Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor show, it's going to have uh, Jay Lethal versus Adam Cole. It still weirds me out to see Jay Lethal without hair. I uh, can't get used to that. Let's run down the card here. Let me, let me pull this card up. I need to update it on the site as well. But, um, yeah, there's, it, it's a big week, guys. Between the TNA news and the New Japan G1 Climax uh, finals, I think Kenny Omega was the right person to win that, by the way. It really felt like his crowning moment, his crowning achievement, I was I was very happy to see that because there were a lot of people when AJ Styles left and he Omega seemed slotted to kind of go into that. A lot of people weren't happy with that. I thought it was great. I think Kenny Omega's great. His his press his uh, press conference interview was great. He dropped the f bomb like a million times. Mark Briscoe versus Bobby Fish television title. That's going to be fun. Can't wait for that. Uh, IWGP heavyweight champion Okada versus Dalton Castle. You know that's going to be fun. You know who's going to win it, though, uh, as he should. Okada should win that match. Dalton Castle needs a really a breakthrough win, I think. They've got something interesting, different, special with him, and they need, they need to give him a win. Silas Young versus Shibata. Man, Silas Young is so underrated. That guy, what a just a – the, the feud with Dalton Castle, I'm glad they did that when they did and they stretched it out as long as they did because that's such a natural feud and it worked. Uh, I hope Silas Young goes over there, even though he probably won't. Because let's be real, this Ring of Honor New Japan thing is a very one-sided, abusive relationship. It's like it's like the type of relationship where you know that behind closed doors, New Japan just... It's not even behind closed doors. They just... It's like they're out at the fair and they just smack their significant other around. That's not cool. Jay Briscoe versus Hangman Page. Um... Yeah, I like Jay Briscoe. I wish Ethan, or not Ethan Page. Uh, yeah, Hangman Page. I wish he would, or Adam Page, rather. I wish he would stop doing that shooting star shoulder block. I hate that move. I, it takes me so far out of his matches when I see it because I don't know why you need to do a flip. It actually slows down your momentum there. 
Uh, number one contender, Four Corner Survival. Donovan Dijak, Kamatachi, Jay White, Leo Rush. Dijak, he's going to get swooped up by somebody. Really good. What else we got? Chaos, Rocky Romero, Barreto, Toro Yano versus Yujiro, Tamatanga, Tangaloa. That is, that is not going to be a good match. That is not going to be good. Uh, I do not want to see that. World Tag Team Championship. Addiction versus Elgin and Tanahashi versus Naito and Evil. Oh, boy. Hose me down. Hose me down. It's going to be good stuff. What else we got? Send some questions, you guys. Um, Somebody says, will UFC 202 beat 200 for buys? Yeah, I think it will. Somebody says, is Ryback definitely going to TNA? No, New Japan's trying to get him. They're they're talking. I shouldn't say uh, they're trying to get him, but they're talking. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did Vader pull a rock? No, no. If Vader, if they wanted Vader to lose, I have a feeling he would. I think they're setting up for, I think they're setting up something else at Revolution Pro. Yeah, Vader beat Will Osprey. It's a very convoluted finish. Um, Shelton Benjamin talked about his injury, by the way. We have a story up on on the the main page of Fightful.com for that. He said that he's wrestled with the injury for two and a half months. He There was miscommunication on a suplex he took in a match in Pro Wrestling Noah where he didn't quite know how to take a move and it was lost in translation and he hurt himself. He's still hoping that he'll come back to WWE, but you know, he doesn't know how that'll work out. Also on the main page, uh, fightful.com owner, Jimmy van has an article up titled Enzo is money. Just not in the ring. I agree with that. Go check that out. Showdown. Joe has his exclusive fightful.com column. Go there, get registered. Absolutely free. Check that out. We have stories about Brutus Beefcake returning to WWE programming for the first time after 20 years. Tully Blanchard talks about he was one of the first guys who failed a WWE drug test. Talks about that on the site. We're going to have so much UFC 202 coverage this week, guys. I'm talking all kinds of great videos. (laughs) Conor McGregor has not given up touch butt in the park. And Justin Golightly highlighted that very well. Very well. We have full coverage of like the Olympic boxing from Carlos Toro. Great stuff. Did you all see that thing where Finn Balor threw uh, Chris Jericho's scarf on and walked around limp-wristed and stuff? Don't know if – I mean, you know, I'm cool with them pushing the envelope and stuff. Don't know if that's the thing to be doing two days after WWE says they're going to integrate LGBT characters into their programming. Probably not a good idea. Big Bantamweight fight set for UFC Fight Night Portland. Normally when I say that, you think, well, it's got to be Uriah Faber or Dominic Cruz. Oh, no. 
It's going to be John Dodson versus John Lineker, and that is going to be a war. That fight is going to be awesome. It's it's going to be oh, it's going to be so violent. It's going to be so scary. Also on that show, Will Brooks, former Bellator champion, fighting Alex Oliveira. Sergio Pettis versus Luis Smoka. Smoka wins. He should be in line pretty soon for a flyweight championship match. But Lineker and Dodson, two guys who are always among the top of that flyweight division, both pushed to bantamweight for different reasons. Lineker because he couldn't make weight. I need to be a flyweight, couldn't make the weight. Dodson, a guy who lost twice, had to be moved up. Somebody says, LGBT character is a bad idea, in my opinion. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as they're not portrayed as stereotypical. It's just it. I mean, you can have LGBT characters. Hey, the way they're they're doing Daria in – I don't have to repeatedly mention their sexual orientation. Sure, I mean – just have one there. You can make a note, first openly gay person, cool. That's it. You don't have to make it a central part of the storyline, guys. I think it's what you're missing. It doesn't have to be the focus of that character. Darren Young can just be a gay man who is playing the same character that he's playing now. So not that not that big of a deal. Sean said or somebody says, Sean, how do you think the new WWE championship will look? You mean the belt? I've I've been told it's the same thing, just with different underscores. But I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, there's a lot of weird things with that. I don't know when they're instituting those new new titles on SmackDown either. I think they need to do it sooner than later. But they need to really build that division. Maybe they should build that division before they institute it. I don't know. Olympics. Kayla Harrison had some interesting comments that I don't agree with. Uh, Olympic judoka Kayla Harrison was asked about going in MMA. And she said something like, I don't want to be a place where someone gets matches and things of that nature because of how they look. I don't know what she's been watching. Chris Cyborg, not to be mistaken, will not be mistaken for a model anytime soon. She gets a lot of opportunities. She's very successful. Um, what opportunities has Paige Van Zant been given within the world of UFC that other people haven't? You know, she's a UFC caliber talent at, at straw weight. UFC didn't give her the chance to be on Dancing with the Stars. ABC did. She was thrown to the Lions very quickly in a fight with Rose Namajunas. That ain't an opportunity. That was an ass kicking. Holly Holm, I mean, you know, she's not, you know, looks are subjective, you guys. But Amanda Nunes, not your typical centerfold. She got a title fight. Misha Tate did, but Misha Tate earned that. Anybody who's going to tell me that Misha Tate didn't earn her her opportunities, uh, Ronda Rousey talked her way to an opportunity, but she did that with her mouth and her Olympic background and a lot of that stuff. Um, I don't. These women are not, you know. I don't. I don't get it. You know. I just don't understand it. These are women who earned their opportunity through hard work and winning fights. Generally, I just. I don't get it. Kayla Harrison, a little off base there. There was a woman named Ediana Gomez, Indy Gomez, depending on who you talk to, it's how you pronounce her name. I don't know how she pronounces it. She made the comment that all the UFC fighters look like strippers or that that's how they got their opportunities. Then as soon as she moved down to the weight class in which the UFC instituted, 
she got her ass kicked and never fought again. Lost two fights. So, uh, you know, you win fights, you get opportunities. That's how it works. And you got Juliana Pena coming out and saying nobody cares about Ronda Rousey and her fat arms because of how Ronda Rousey acted to her on Tough. Just say, I don't care about Ronda Rousey. That's all you got to do. She later apologized. Good for her. Eh, is a lot of weird stuff. And, you know, I see it because we cover a lot of this stuff and we see the ignorant comments that are made. It's just, you know, there's so much ignorance that surrounds a lot of this stuff. And I don't like it. I don't like it. Kayla Harrison needs to educate herself a little bit more on MMA. Because if you win, you get more opportunities. It's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Um what else do we got? We got a lot of boxing news. Manny Pacquiao's fight is set. He's facing uh, – let's see who he's facing. Sorry. Jesse Vargas. Coming out of retirement to fight, fight Jesse Vargas later this year. November 5th, Jesse Vargas 21 and, or 27-1. and 1. That fight uh, takes place at the Thomas & Mack Center in Las Vegas. Sure. Cool. Boxing needs – some more stars and if Manny Pacquiao wants to come out of retirement and fight, good for him. It's really all I have to say about that. Um, Horizon, but you know, the uh, eh, boxing, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to keep my interest. Boxing's not my forte, you guys, but, but um, they, they do need, they do need more. They need more guys. And I don't want to say like Conor McGregor, and you'll always have the people that will say boxing is dead. It's not dead. I think that the you know the the premier boxing championships on on TV. I don't know if that's helped or hurt them. I'm not the guy to ask about that. I know one thing: it's allowed me to watch more guys and care about them to the point to where I would want to watch them on pay per view. Deontay Wilder, I love watching him fight. I don't know how that how that resonates among casual fans though. To me, I'll always pull for an American heavyweight, you know, because that's, that's the era I grew up in. Was Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis wasn't uh, an American heavyweight, but I was a big fan of Lennox Lewis as a child too. Heavyweight boxing always feels something feels like something special. So I hope like the, the guys like Deontay Wilder can can make it big and become huge pay per view draws. I would love to see Deontay Wilder against like Tyson Fury. I would love to see that. I don't know if that's a competitive fight. I don't. I have no idea. I, I'm not that that deep into boxing. Marcos Maidana announced his retirement. Um, dropped a couple losses to Floyd Mayweather and called it a career. I'd imagine he got paid pretty well out of that. Good for him. I'm, you know, in boxing, it seems like everybody comes back. So maybe he will. I don't know. As always, check if you want real boxing coverage. Darren Doyle, Carlos Toro, those are our boys. Those are our guys who cover boxing on Fightful.com, and they do it much better than yours truly. Michael Bisping had some interesting comments. Not that interesting. Uh, pretty much in line with what he says. He says it's not a coincidence that he won a UFC title when USADA got instituted. And I don't know if that's the case. I feel like he got his, I, I feel like he got his shot later than he should have because of USADA. Don't know if he would have won. It's hard to tell. It's impossible to tell, really. But good for him. Hey, go full board with it, as he should. If I was a guy who had been beaten repeatedly by people who later tested positive for things, 
And then when people started to drop like flies, I won the, the middleweight championship. I would say the same damn thing. So good for Michael Bisping. He has every right in the world to say that, to say that, you know, if USADA would have been instituted much earlier, that I would have been champion. And maybe he would have. It's really hard to tell, but, you know. Somebody says, Sean, what do you think about Connor shooting on WWE? I think he's a very smart guy. I think he's working the people that should be worked. And, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I think he's working. <laughs> Calling John Cena a fat 40-year-old failed Mr. Olympia. Hey, he knows how to make headlines. The thing about Conor McGregor that a lot of wrestling fans don't understand, he's always two steps ahead. Even if Conor McGregor loses, he's got two or three fights set up. It doesn't matter. And, you know, I've got a lot of people saying, well, he'll be, he'll be irrelevant if he loses. No, he won't. Chael Sonnen lost five fights in six years and had a year off with a drug suspension. He came back and set records on Fox Sports 1 at a weight class above where he should have been fighting at. So, no, he will not be irrelevant. Oh, Cruiserweight Classic. Man, that Kota Ibushi-Cedric Alexander match was something. I love that. Um, Cedric got himself in outstanding shape. I've heard he is as good as signed, and I heard that a month ago. But that match was unbelievable. Kota Ibushi seems like he'll be around on a part-time basis. As they build that cruiserweight division, Code, or Cedric Alexander was just a guy in Ring of Honor. He looked like just a guy. I didn't like his pairing with Veda Scott. I thought that that was really cliche. I'm not a fan of Veda on the mic. I, I, I'm not familiar with her wrestling work, but Cedric saw his opportunity to make it into the WWE, and that was a guy who grabbed it by the throat, and strangled his opportunity and said, give it to me. And he got it. That, that's, that's what you need to see out of these guys in the Cruiserweight Classic. And that's exactly what Cedric Alexander did. So I think that he will be in the Cruiserweight division. I think that he's a perfect addition. You, you look at his physique from his last Ring of Honor appearance to his first WWE appearance. And you see what he did to, to, get, to get to that spot. Good for him. Nothing but respect for Cedric Alexander. Uh, who do you, uh, you know, people have asked me who I think should get signed out of there. Out of the Cruiserweight Classic, you know, obviously you want, you want Kota Ibushi, but it's going to be hard. Somebody says Zack Sabre needs to eat something. You need to eat something, buddy. How about that? Look at, look at the best fighters in the world. Some of them look like they need to eat something. Uh, yeah. You have fun with your lunch, buddy. Um, Zach Sabre Jr., a thinner guy. I think he should be signed. Somebody says, yeah, Sabre is all right, but he's too skinny. Too skinny. Was Anderson Silva too skinny when he kicked everybody's ass for about five or six years? Eh. And then and then went up to light heavyweight and went undefeated as well for a very long time. Brian Kendrick, I think, would be a good addition out of that. If he is the Brian Kendrick, I think – that's perfect. That's some character that that division needs. Cedric Alexander, obviously. Tazawa, I guess. Sure. I mean, I think that would be kind of a tough transition. He'd have to spend some time in NXT. Jack Gallagher. Gargano and Ciampa are already signed. It looks like Tajiri might end up in there. I I don't want to really see him there. Saber, cool. 
I wouldn't mind Tyson Tyson Dukes if it was like you know he'd be a lower level guy because he's a little older. But that's a good story you can build up. But like not not like top up there top or top of the line like guys I would. Somebody says so many uninteresting vanilla midgets. That's a cool way to get banned from our um, from our uh, page. Trying to bait and troll people. By the way, so TJ Perkins, yeah, I'd be cool with him too. How funny is it that TJ Perkins months ago was having it out with Josh Matthews on Twitter because he said, "Hey guys, I'm not comfortable doing a split personality gimmick because of, of certain situations." And they like Josh Matthews kind of guilted him out about it. Well, who's got the last laugh now? This is a guy who might be on Raw in a few months. Yeah. Somebody says Brian Kendrick needs Ezekiel Jackson. I'm sure they have somebody else that could fit that role pretty well. Who else we got? That's about it. That's I'd be cool with those signings. Kendrick, Alexander, Gallagher. TJ Perkins, sure, and Zach Sabre. And, of course, Kota Ibushi, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be cool with those. And then you, you can sign more, sure, and put them in NXT. Absolutely. But I think that Gallagher has a good character. He's a better villain than the villains are. Uh, one of them might need to watch out. Or, or, well, you can't put him on SmackDown because... There's no cruiserweight division there, but he could be like the leader of them, like a little six-man thing. Sure, I guess. And they already have Rich Swan under contract. TJ Perkins, he'll need a little bit of a character, sure. I think Ciampa plays crazy really well. Grand Metallic, yeah, oh yeah, him too. Um, yeah, I'd definitely love to see him. And and he could be what Sin Cara was supposed to be and what Kalisto was supposed to be. Somebody says, Sean, should they do tag titles for the CWC? I don't know. If they did like wanted to do like switch it up and do a cruiserweight tag classic, I think that would be kind of cool. Where they, they play off that the winner gets a, a slot in NXT or something of that nature. I think that'd be really fun. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff they could do. Like the, you know, they hear you hear rumors that they're gonna do the, the women's tournament. And I know that some of them have been contacted about a hypothetical women's tournament. So you never know. Yeah, lots of stuff going on this weekend, guys. I wanted to address it because, you know, Monday Night Raw is tomorrow night. I don't have a lot of time on that show to talk about New Japan and the Cruiserweight Classic and TNA and even MMA. But our schedule this week will be like this. Monday night after Raw, myself, Rob McCarron of Shake Them Ropes. Right after Raw, live podcast. Tuesday night, right after SmackDown, myself, Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes. Wednesday night, at some point, myself and Showdown Joe, we're talking UFC 202, all kinds of great stuff. That's going to be a big show, guys. I don't like MMA. Showdown Joe is so good at bringing you that information. He's got such a line to everybody in MMA that he is such a great person to have on the show. Thursday afternoon, myself and Vince Russo, we're going to talk uh, NXT, I think. Vince Russo talking NXT. Uh, back to Brooklyn. We're going to talk SummerSlam predictions. We're going to talk the weekend wrestling. Saturday night, big, big show. UFC 202, NXT back to Brooklyn. Then Sunday night, right after SummerSlam, myself, probably Alex Palowski, I would imagine. 
you all liked him on the last show. So I think, I think he'd be a good one to bring back. And then, of course, we do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right after that. So I'm going through a period of probably about 10, 11 podcasts in about 12 days again. Good stuff, guys. As always, please visit Fightful.com. Share our stories. We do have our RSS feed uh, fixed, so they'll post on our Twitter at Fightful Online and our Facebook at Fightful Online. Share them on Twitter, on Facebook, on Reddit. Uh, You guys sharing that stuff is very, very important to us. Also, our forums are going to be overhauled this week. I know you guys love to get on those forums and talk trash, so those will be set up soon. Uh, Join our, our viewing parties, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Cruiserweight Classic, TNA, UFC, SummerSlam, come there. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, go to draftbeast.com, support the show, as well as clicking that on it link on the podcast page. As always, please register for Fightful.com. That is also crucial to our success. You got so much exclusive content we're giving you. Absolutely free for it. Like I looked down our exclusive page, and this weekend we had like six or seven things. Our MMA page. Oh, we've got all kinds of stuff. I've been talking to CM Punk's training partners. That will be up exclusively. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of stuff on that exclusive section uh, at Fightful.com. We're going to be bringing you boxing exclusives as well. I'm so excited. This, This website is literally, when people would always ask me, why don't you start your own website? Well, I don't have the overhead to do that. I don't have the tech team to do that. Uh, Jimmy Van and his team have given me the resources. They've given me the staff. They've given me everything that I need to make the type of website that people have been asking me for for a very, very long time. And it's only going to get better. It's not even done. We've contacted some of the biggest names in wrestling, MMA, about doing shows, interviews, things of that nature. We've got some great stuff coming, guys. So. Thank you, as always, for supporting this, the show, the podcast, the, the website. Subscribe to us on YouTube. As always, guys, thank you so much. Until tomorrow night, I am out.